Hi, welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's episode, I speak with photographer Sean Cronin. Sean has spent the last 25 years working as a professional skateboard photographer. He has shot for Thrasher Magazine, Transworld, Big Brother, as well as being the director of photography at Tom Yeddo, and spent the last 13 years as the New York skateboard staff photographer. Sean has also worked with the Wall Street Journal, Complex, Vogue, Gatorade, Nike, Converse, Red Bull, Mountain Dew, New Era, and JBL to name a few. Currently, he is working as the senior photographer at Stanley Black & Decker. Sean has a wealth of photographic knowledge, so I think this is an interview that you will enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Well, first off, thanks, Sean, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, I was very excited to get a, uh, a skate photographer on here. You're the first skate photographer we've had on, so I'm definitely excited to talk to you about everything you've done. Um, oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, it's so real cool. <laughs> um, but I guess, to st- I guess to start off, like, um, where did you grow up and like, what kind of stuff were you into as a kid? Um, I grew up in Hamden, Connecticut, which is a uh, suburb of New Haven. And... Uh, as a kid, I was, uh, I don't know, super into BMX and BMX racing, and uh, I was super into swimming. I was on the swim team, and I was, I was pretty good at that. Um, and then from BMX, through BMX, I got into, like, doing freestyling. A lot of my friends were doing that. And then through that, I saw skateboarding and got hooked, and that was probably sixth grade, I think. Oh, nice. So, so that, was, that was probably, like, 19... 19- 83 oh wow. that's yeah that's that was a long time ago <laughs> that, that was like how did you get into skating was this like some of your friends doing it or like did you have like any like family or kind of skaters or uh there was a friend of the of my parents they had kids and he this one the older kid skated he had a little mini ramp and so that was probably sixth grade and uh i mean they didn't live that far from my house and i remember going over there with my bike Nice. And, you know, trying to skateboard. And I remember he could do, like, inverts on this little four-foot ramp, and I was just blown away. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and he also had, he had a trans world. I'd never seen a skateboard magazine before. I'd only seen, like, BMX magazines and freestyle magazines. And I'd seen skateboard photos in, you know, the, the freestyle magazines. Yeah. But I, you know, never really, like, caught on with me. But I remember sitting on the deck of that, of his ramp, and, like, looking at this, trans world and just being blown away you know like i was like wow there's like this whole other thing going on yeah and that's when i got hooked um and i I like i I raced for this bike shop called rays and i remember he got it was like shortly thereafter he got um skateboards in and um so i would like help out you know after school yeah and he, he he hooked me up with the board and i worked it that, that's awesome man and so that's how i got into skating do you remember and, what what was your first <laughs> do you remember your first board yeah it was a santa cruz special edition oh wow uh with with indies and oj2s and uh yeah i still have it that's like oh really that's amazing i, I lost <clears> yeah my i have first. most of my i have most of my old boards damn that's um, pretty cool I, yeah i'm kind of a <laughs> I, yeah i kept them all in my parents basement and now they're in my basement that's so. cool man that's probably the old like square tails right it was, uh, 
It, had, it was kind of like a fish shape. Okay. It, it had like a shape. It had a shape to it. This okay. was like right at the point where boards were starting to get shaped. Yeah. Um, and I thought it. <laughs> it had like terrible graphics. It, it had like basically no graphics. Yeah. It was it was a rad board. That's cool, man. Um, did you yeah. Have, did you have like any favorite skaters kind of growing up when you were kind of starting out? <clears throat> um. So from that one that one trans world, there was like this one photo of Billy Ross. Like doing ollie in the Santa Land ditch, which mm-hmm. is it's now it's like people are still skating it, like Riley Hawk did some really stuff. Yeah, in it. Um, but I remember that photo he was doing with ollie, and I was just like, man, that is like the coolest photo ever. That photo like made me want to shoot skateboarding photos. Wow, that's... that like that one photo from that deck, like sitting on that ramp, like made me want to do what I do. That's really cool. Know? Yeah, um, but like other than that, like like you know Billy Ross, and then Gons, yeah. obviously and yeah. Nottis, like those guys, and then like Mike Bowley, like, yeah. that's, like those guys were like that, that's really cool, man. Me, you know, so, so how long like after you kind of got into skating <laughs> was like photography kind of like later on, or did you kind of kind of get into photography from the get go? Uh, it was probably shortly. Right around that time, maybe seventh grade, so maybe like a year later. Oh wow! I um, I started like shooting photos with my dad's old camera, and uh, like at the same, like around that time, like people were doing zines, mm-hmm. and I got I I would like write. They would like in Thrasher or like in Freestyle and stuff. They would have like zine reviews, and they'd have addresses. So I'd write to all these dudes, wow. and then I started getting zines and then I was like, Oh, I can make a zine. So I started making a zine. Nice. Um, and then, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there from like making a zine. Like, it, you know, I was a kid, so I was like just cutting out photos from Transworld like in, in the beginning, yeah. you know, and then <laughs> like Xerox thing. Yeah. And then like, I was like, Oh, I could take my own pictures. Yeah. Like we'd like take pictures of my friends mm-hmm. and put them in my zine and send them to all these people. And then I'd get more zines and like, it just snowballed, and uh, I mean, I still have people that I talk to from from back then, from yeah. like thirty years ago, that like we're still friends. And there's some of some of the people we've never actually even met. Like it's been thirty years that oh, wow. we've been talking to each other, <laughs> yeah. and like we still have never met in person. You know? <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> what, what, Which is pretty what, rad. Yeah. What was what was the name of your first zine? Did you have like a name for it? Yeah, it's called Rage. Oh, nice. That's I, don't know, I don't know why. It's kind of the name, but it was fun. And it, 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 that was the name, like, all throughout. That's good, man. The whole. Yeah, and then um, it was later on, like, I met up, like, in college, early college. I met up with my friend Ted Nelson, and we did mm-hmm. we did a scene called Security uh, together. Nice. But uh, but mostly it was all Rage. And, okay. Uh, cool, man. Yeah. And, and through that, I, through that scene, I met, like, people like Todd Swank. Yep. Um, you know, and all these, all these rad dudes that were doing cool stuff. That's really cool. And, uh, um, yeah. So, like, when you started out in photography, <laughs> were you just kind of shooting, like, black and white from the start, or, like, color, or what kind of, when you first kind of got into it, like, what were you kind of shooting to begin with? Uh, I was shooting, like, just color um, print film that you could buy at, like, Stop and Shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I didn't know that you could buy like black and white film or anything okay. like that. Cool. I mean, I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I was like sixth and seventh grade, so mm-hmm. I was like twelve. Yeah. Like I didn't know. Um, 
And I didn't know anything about like dark rooms or anything like that. Oh, I was yeah. just like shoot a roll of film and then bring it to stop and shop. Nice. And have them like, <laughs> you know, pay them, pay my five dollars and get my my prints. Yeah. You know, um, and it wasn't until I mean I didn't take an actual photo class until I was a senior in high school. Oh wow. Um, yeah, because like the the schools that I went to, they didn't they just had like basic art classes, but we didn't have photography. Photo. Yeah. So. That's cool. So by the time I took a photo class and as a senior, I had already been you already like figured it out. <laughs> shooting, shooting. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, at that point, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah. Uh, did you ever kind of get into like the darkroom stuff at all? Like, did you ever spend any time kind of printing or anything, or this? Yeah, different? once I once I mean, as soon as I as I became a senior and I transferred to this new school and I had. They had a dark room and yeah. all of a sudden I was like, Whoa, this is like magic. Yeah. You know? And and then I started I think it was at that point that I started shooting black and white. Okay. I was like, Oh, you can get black and white film and you can do it yourself. Yeah. And you don't have to go to stop and shop. Yeah, yeah. So I so I started doing that and I got hooked. Nice. And, uh, I ended up getting a an enlarger at some point and you know, just kind of spending a lot of time in the dark room. Yeah. Learning. Yeah. Teaching myself how to like do yeah do stuff. That's one thing I was going to ask you is, like, do you think it's, like, are you glad you kind of, like, started off shooting film, like, like beginning, like, this kind of learning photography? Do you think that was, like, a good thing, like, because before digital, do you think it was kind of made you, like, a stronger photographer or anything like that? Um, probably. I've never really thought about that. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, yeah, it was hard. You know, yeah. like I used to carry like a notebook around with me. Yeah. Like write down like the frame number and then write down like the exposure and what the flash was set at. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of pain. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah. and then um, I think I would have learned a lot faster if it was digital. You yeah. Know? Like you have no idea. And so like, I mean, even back then, like I didn't have six or seven bucks to go get my film developed yeah exactly you know all the time so it's like i would have a roll of film and it might last me like a week or two yep you know and so i'd have to have my notebook to remember yeah. what i shot yeah you, know, you really got and to see what worked and see what didn't work and yeah. a lot of times you're like oh man i don't really like well i don't know if i have done this it is <laughs> might have changed it you know yep so it took a, it took a learning curve just a really long time yeah you know? especially if you don't have anybody like that's like kind of showing you being mm -hmm. like hey yeah this is, this is wrong <laughs> yeah definitely you, you got you got to figure out you, you got to figure out your makes mistakes quick or you're gonna be spending a lot of money <laughs> well that's the thing i was in i yeah i was spending a lot of money because i couldn't figure out my mistakes quick it was yeah. just like <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i hear you man i remember i, I remember i remember started i started shooting skate photography and i was shooting it like uh, I had my shutter speed at like a thousand, and I was trying to shoot with flash, and I was like, "Why is there a black line in all my photos?" Cause it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I was like, "What is wrong with this shit?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I lucked out at one point. There was um, this is I think it was in the super late eighties. It was probably like eighty nine, maybe. Yeah. There was. It's a pretty famous. Uh, it was like a two page spread in Transworld mm -hmm. that you know it was like uh the the people would send photo submissions to Transworld, right? And yeah. Grant would like mark off like on a sheet of paper like all the stuff that he was returning and they would have like a reason why right you know like out of focus yeah underexposed overexposed blah 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 yeah but they printed they printed one of, of his sheets that he sent back to this kid yeah but it was like all handwritten 
And it was like essentially like skate photography 101 mm-hmm. on this one page in Transworld. And that's, that's how I learned how to shoot skate photos. Wow, that's amazing. He was would... like, re- was reading that one page and just studying it. <laughs> yeah. And like... Being like, all right, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I got to do. <laughs> yeah, it was like, wow, 500th of a second to freeze action. Okay, <laughs> wow, right. 250th of a second. Like, oh, my camera doesn't do that. So I guess I need to get a camera that does that. You know, it's like, yeah, wow, this is, it was like super eye opening. Yeah, that's pretty you know? amazing. And then, and then, and then I would like look in the background because at that point, like, you know, skate contests were huge mm-hmm. for all the magazines. Yeah. And so I would look, I wouldn't really even look at like the skate photo, like the skater. Yeah. I was looking at the dudes in the background, like holding cameras. Yeah. And I'd have like a magnifying glass <laughs> and I'd try to figure out what camera they were using, you know, yeah. and what flash. Yeah. And like, and that's how I learned like, oh, you, you know, most of these guys are shooting with the, you know, the sun pack potato masher flash. Yeah. So I got one of those, and, yeah. you know, and then... <laughs> Yeah, it just went from there. Like that's that's how I learned how to shoot skate photos. That's cool, man. And like, did you ever go to like school for photography, or did you just kind of just learn on your own, pretty much? Um, so I went. I spent a year, my first year of college. I went to the School of Visual Arts okay. for photography. Yeah, and uh, I got in essentially because of all my zines. Mm-hmm. I just my portfolio is just all my zines, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, cool, you should come." So yeah. I went, um, and it was. It was a terrible experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. <laughs> I, I didn't go. I, I quit that place. That's yeah. And then I, I I just went to a, a you know a state state college, and graduated from there. That's cool, man. Like I mean, it seems like you kinda, yeah you kind of knew from the, from the get go like what kind of photography you want to be. So you kind of already had like an idea of like what you wanted to do. So at least you had like kind of a mm-hmm. goal in mind, I guess. Um, yeah. So that whole year at SBA, like they would just, all my teachers would just get so angry with me really? because all my photos were either like hardcore band photos yeah. or skateboard. Um, and it was all like fisheye, you know, and yeah, they were just yeah. like, people would tell me, they're like, you're never going to make it as a skateboard photographer. There's no money in it. You can't make a living. Like yeah. you're wasting your time. The and life. it was, I just like, wouldn't listen to them. That's smart. And I was like, no, you can. There are these dudes that can, that, yeah. like all out in California. They work for magazines. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, they're like, no, you got. Yeah, be- I just, yeah. I just refused to listen to them. That's smart, man. Um, yeah, even to this day, my dad is like, "Oh man, you you should just go in there one day and just be like, can't make it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, can't oh. make it. <laughs> I've been I've been around the globe like twice, so I think I'm good. More times, <laughs> way more times than that. I know, I know, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, I guess like. When you were starting out, what what skate magazines were around? Like when you kind of started out in the eighties, it was like Transworld, Thrasher. Transworld, Thrasher. Um, uh, that was, I think, pretty much it. And then Slap started in the later, okay, early nineties, I think. Right. Um, so. I think there was um, there was Strength at one point, but I think that was more like early nineties. Yeah, there, um, there was a bunch of weird ones there. For there was like, I remember there was like one called like Warp or something. There was like a bunch. Yeah, of Warp was part of Transworld. Oh, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah. At one point, they were like, they were, they almost hired me to be the photo editor. Oh wow, of Warp. Um, but I was like super young and I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, <laughs> I think you, they, wow. I think they realized. I think they were just like, I don't know if this dude knows what he's doing. Why, they, wait, they offered you, they offered you the job and you turned it down. 
or the first yeah, episode. pretty much. I mean, they pretty much offered it to me, yeah. but I think it's at, I, like I think they kind of realized like oh, I don't know if he's going to be happy doing this, yeah. like because it was like they're like you know you got to shoot like portraits and yeah. it's not all just skate. You know, it's like ah, <laughs> oh, you know, like yeah. I was still young and still just like I just want to shoot skating. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then, like, who were kind of like some of the first skaters you you started shooting with starting out, um, like in Connecticut? Is this kind of your friends and stuff, pretty much? Yeah, mostly it was just my friends mm-hmm. um, at that point in the early in the in the eighties and stuff. And then, uh, then the, the playground skate park opened yep. in in Wallingford, and that was like twenty minutes from my house, mm-hmm. and that became kind of like the mecca mm-hmm. for like all the skaters from the from the whole state because it was kind of like in the middle of the state yeah so everybody would go like on the weekend yeah that's like we all everybody started meeting up and that's when i started shooting with like matt o'brien and brian gaberman and tim upson and jim greco wow you know um early days and then jim gagney and uh like donnie barley would show up yeah like at night sometimes wow I don't really remember Brian Anderson being there, but yeah, but I knew him. I would like go out. I would go out to like Groton and I would see him every once in a while. Nice. Um, but you know, he was younger and Greco was younger. Yeah. Yeah. They were all there. And so I would like just shoot them. That's cool. Yeah. So shooting a lot of the skate park to starting out. Um, yeah. Shooting in skate park, but then we would like go out and go street skating mm-hmm. like at night. Like after when the when the park would close, everybody would go street skating. So nice. it was uh it was rad. Yeah, it's pretty amazing Good. how many how many amazing skateboarders have come out of Connecticut. It's pretty amazing. It's a lot of good. Yeah, stuff. for such a small, tiny little state like yeah, where people are like, where's Connecticut? You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's yeah. like some been some pretty influential people that have come you know into the whole skateboarding industry. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty rad. Um what were some like the first magazines you kind of started working with within skateboarding? Uh, the first one was Thrasher. Thrasher. That was, that was the first. Yeah. That's cool. Do you remember the first photo you got in the mag? Um, so the first, yeah, the first skate photo like that I was paid for was a black label ad. Of oh, wow. Tim Upson doing a, um, doing a back tail on his Jersey barrier. Yep. And, uh, from that photo, from what I was told, is that I guess Phelps saw the photo in the in the blue line of the the magazine and was like ah oh, you know uh, you know he liked Tim Upson at that point and he was like I guess he called Lucero and was like who's this Sean Cronin guy you know <laughs> Lucero was like oh here's his number you know and like yeah. and then I remember Phelps called me <laughs> and like just out of the blue and was just like when are you gonna start sending me photos for the mag and I was like what yeah, are yeah. you talking about like and he, you know he just got my address and then hung up and I was Whoa. Yeah, you because you're then, pretty young at that point, I would imagine. Like, so you're probably just like, what? I mean, I was like in college at that point. But yeah, I was just like, whoa, this dude is like, he's a gnarly guy, and yeah, like, it's Thrasher, and yeah. I was like, how did he even get my number? Like, yeah, you know. and, <laughs> and then like a week later, like a box showed up, and it was like all Thrasher t-shirts and wow. hooded sweatshirts, and like more film than I'd ever seen in my entire life. Wow, they sent you and, like, film. Tons tons of batteries i was just like whoa damn you're like, you know it, it was all like based off of this one kind of blurry ad photo that i shot you're like I, I, and then i sent him <laughs> like like a couple weeks later i sent him like tons of photos yep and then like i think it was like the next issue i had like 
tons of photos in the magazine. I was like, whoa, you know, yeah, like, you're like I have arrived. <laughs> I was, I was like super psyched. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Thrashers, Thrashers, this like been around forever. It's such an iconic magazine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like so psyched. And yeah, I got like the, I remember I had the centerfold yep. of that issue, Damn. you know, and yeah, that's like, it was like, that's where the, that photo was where the term hammers comes from. Oh, really? Like from that caption, yeah, it was oh, like okay. it was a photo of Todd Lucier, yep. and it said something like "putting the hammer down," <laughs> and you know Greco, yeah, was like reading the magazine, and he was he's super obsessive, yeah, you know, he's like hammers, putting the hammers down, putting the hammers down, <laughs> and everything, you know, like for like months, it was just all like putting the hammer down, putting the hammer down, and then it was like so then everybody just started saying it, and yeah, that's where that term came from. That's funny. from from my basically my first photo on Thrasher. Wow, so. that's that's a good story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's like the that's the interesting thing about like uh skateboard magazines that I think like, you know, people that are going to listen to this that are like aren't familiar with skateboarding magazines is that like like to get in a skateboard magazine, it's really just a lot of like just submitting your photos. It's not like um how like a lot of magazines you get assigned like an assignment from the magazine whereas like skateboarding is like you kind of go out and shoot the photos and just kind of send them and like hope they kind of get in the mag. That seems like kind of how it works out a lot for skate mags. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So. And a lot of luck and, a, and it's a lot of like who, you know, too. Yeah. Like I just got, I just got lucky that I knew, mm-hmm. you know, I knew Tim and he had just turned pro. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it was just sheer luck and he needed a photo yeah, <laughs> and I knew how to take a picture kind of, I mean, yep. they weren't great photos, but yeah, like, he didn't know anybody else that had a camera that could take a picture Yeah, that's for him. So, I mean, it was literally just, I think it was a lot of right place, right time, mm-hmm. luck, and then a lot of determination just being like, well, I'm not going to listen to my teachers. And yeah. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. just do this. And, yes. So, but, like, you know, at that point, I wasn't like trying to make it a job. I was like still a college student. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this would be cool. Like, it would be rad to just shoot skate photos, you yeah. know, but I wasn't looking at it as like, yeah. well, I'm going to buy a house and buy a car and <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that stuff. You know, I was yeah. still super young. So. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah. like once you kind of started, like, I guess like shooting for Thrasher, like, were you, were you like on, on the staff, uh, staff photographer for them or how did that kind of work? I was on a retainer. Retainer. A retainer. Got it. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, were you shooting for like other magazine magazines too at the time? Cause I think, isn't like skateboard, like skateboarding photography, like a lot of photographers, they kind of like stick to one magazine. Like they don't really like, it's not like they're working for multiple at the same time. It seems like you. Kind yeah. Of... So in the beginning, I wasn't on a retainer. I was just like sending them photos, and it was mostly because yeah. they, you know, they sent me all this film, and they were like hooking yeah. me up and yeah. kind of showing me the ropes. Yeah. And so I felt really loyal to them. Yeah. And then, you know, finally, you know, I got a retainer, and that was rad. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a while, it was like, huh, okay, like I can maybe shoot for other mags too. Yeah. Like, you know, talking to talking to luke ogden he was the photo editor at that point and he was just like ah you know you can you know you can send this stuff he's like make sure i see it first <laughs> but then but then you can send it to whoever and then, yeah you know maybe not maybe not put your name in it yeah you know <laughs> that's so fun <laughs> it's so fun. that's how skateboarding magazines is so different in the sense that like like normal magazines it's like it's actually like respected like if you shoot for like a bunch of magazines it's like they actually like it <laughs> whereas skateboarding yeah it's like more like no you shoot for this one you're down with us which is like it's cool it's just different it's uh yeah it was totally different yeah <laughs> so like back then if you would like there were like you could look through different magazines and see some weird photographer names yeah and they, those are just other photographers that worked for different magazines and they just couldn't use their 
the no, real name. <laughs> no, I, I remember. I remember. I think Ben Colin. I used to see his name backwards. It would say like Neb, yeah, 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 Neb, yeah, yeah. Neb yep. I was yep. like, what? Yep. <laughs> so yeah. funny. So funny. That's just interesting. Yeah, that's how. That's how it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just so interesting how skateboarding is. It's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was super cool. <laughs> um but then i guess like when you're starting out was there, was there like any like skate photographers you kind of like admired or kind of like their work when you were starting out uh i mean grant yeah obviously he's yeah. like he, he's i think like kind of the godfather yeah. i mean besides like besides like glennie friedman but mm-hmm. like I, I i didn't i wasn't really aware yeah of, of him at that point mm-hmm. but i knew you know i mean now i know i'm like wow it's all from him basically but yeah. like grant Mm-hmm. definitely and then at the same time like mofo mm-hmm. at thrasher yeah they were kind of like grant and mofo are like these contrasting photographers i feel like yeah. you know like mofo is like super raw yeah his photos are super raw and contrasty and and just gnarly and like grants were more kind of painterly and you know more pretty yeah you know and they, they it was like this cool juxtaposition between the two mm-hmm. and they worked for competing magazines basically yeah so i i really looked up to those two and then you know later on it was like daniel harold sturt obviously yeah. is probably one of the greatest oh, skate yeah. photographers ever Definitely. i think um but also like neil blender like mm-hmm. he shot some just amazing photos oh really i didn't so, realize that yeah 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 he used to uh get printed in transworld a lot so they would run all his photos and he you know he had this one photo of john lucero doing a hurricane grind on this curb mm-hmm. it was like kind of like the centerfold photo and that photo yeah. is still like i'm trying to make every photo i shoot look like that photo <laughs> basically awesome. to this day i still <laughs> that photo is in the back of my head every time i pick up my camera i see that photo and i'm like how can i make this photo look like that one because yeah. that to me is like one of the best photos ever made that's that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. So, like, when you're kind of, like, st- starting out in, like, Connecticut and, like, I guess you're probably skating in New York City and stuff. Um, yeah. Did yeah, you, Boston. Yeah. Did you ever feel like you needed to, like, move to California to, like, pursue skate photography? Just because, like, you know how, like, most skate photographers kind of live out there? Was that something you felt like you kind of needed to do? or? Um, yeah, but I didn't for the longest time. I resisted. Yeah. Um just cause I like living out here. I yeah. just, I like the seasons and I like, I just, yeah, I like the spots. I like the way everything looks. Yeah. I, I like it here. Um, but you're right. It's, if I had moved out to California like earlier, it would have been so much easier. Yeah. You know, I would have had so many more photos printed. Mm-hmm. Um, life would have just been, a lot easier yeah you know? i mean back then a lot of people a lot of magazines weren't trying to show photos of the east coast really you know it's like i mean they would show photos every once in a while or they'd have like the new york article or whatever yeah you're right but like for the most part like all the photos are from california and when you think about it it's yeah. like if you're grant and you're you've got like a, a slide sheet yeah. of my photos right yeah and they're like downtown boston downtown new haven mm-hmm. downtown new york city they're all going to be kind of they're darker yep. there's a lot of gray mm-hmm. you know if i'm shooting in the fall or whatever it's like there's no tree no leaves on the trees it just looks it's just cool. kind of grimier yeah it's like ah. Oh. and then you have a slide sheet next to my slide sheet and it's like from some photographer that lives in southern california and it's like a dude doing a shifty on the beach 
Yeah. And there's like neon and the blue sky is just like ultra blue and yeah. like everything's like super bright. And you have a whole sheet of those slides. Yeah. Your eye is obviously going to be drawn to yeah. the brighter slide sheet. And you're going to be like, well, yeah, I'm going to print these photos. Like these photos are so dark and dreary, even though they're not, you know, it's just like juxtaposed to, you know, to the, the Southern California photographers. It's yeah, just like, definitely. it's, you know, so we used to joke like for a while, like me and, Toby Parkhurst and Adam Clark, we, we shot together a lot. And the big joke was like, we're going to like cut out um, palm trees <laughs> out of plywood and, and post, you know, put them up everywhere. Like when I'm shooting a photo, you should do and this that. This is when I was working for big, this is when I was working for big brother. So we were like, Oh, we could probably kind of get away with it. You, you and then they'll just print the photos. Cause it looks like California. You know, like, you should do that. You should actually do that now. I think that'd be a pretty funny photo idea. It would be. <laughs> um, that was the joke for years. It was like, Oh, we need a palm tree back here. You know? Um, so you said you were working for big brother. How did that kind of come about? Uh, I'm not really sure. I think I was, I, was friends with Naraco and he became some kind of an editor there. He was, yeah. and he, they just offered me a retainer. Like that was a decent amount of money. Yeah. And like, I mean, I couldn't really turn it down. Nice. And, uh, and that was like the best gig ever. And that was, were you, know? you like living in California at that point? No, I was living here. Okay. I was living in, I think at that point in the beginning, I was living in New Haven and then I moved to Brooklyn New York and I was living there for the rest of the time um but yeah they're you know they're paying me a decent amount of money to to be a skate photographer and they didn't like ask me to do anything they never knew where I was they were (laughs) just like like whatever (laughs) it sounds like a good job it was awesome like I just traveled all the time and every month I would send them a box like a FedEx box full of photos yeah and then like from whatever tours that I was on or whatever and then they would just print them that's cool. <laughs> I was like oh this is rad yeah so they paid to... for every all my expenses and they're just like yeah just get your own hotel room I was like cool like all right yeah <laughs> so how does that work like so you work for big brother and then like you're traveling around is it like basically this like skate companies would hit you up and be like hey we're going on this trip do you want to come shoot photos of it or how does that kind of work yeah yeah so back then that's how it would work like somebody would call me up or I would just call people like oh. I would call all the team managers and I was friends with most everybody so it was like Hey, we're going on this trip. Yeah. And I think at that point they knew like if they had, if they had me come, then they're pretty much guaranteed an article in big brother. Yeah. Right. So you're pretty much guaranteed like a six to eight or 12 or whatever page article. So that's really, they'd be like, Hey, we're going, we're going to Japan. You want to go to Japan? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll go to Japan. Like, you know, (laughs) yeah, that's cool. Then a plane ticket, a plane ticket would show up and I'd go to Japan. And then, yeah. What, yeah, what are shoot and that yeah, would be it. That's cool. What are kind of like? Can you remember like some of the first trips you went on, like traveling for like magazines and stuff? Uh, uh, yeah, we did for Thrasher. We did this one called Cold Weather Commandos. Yeah. Um, and it was like it was uh, Jim Greco and Todd Lucere and uh, a whole bunch of other dudes. This guy Scott Amore and our friend Oz, and that ended up being like a. I don't know, 16 page article or something in Thrasher. Wow. And I was like, we just drove across country and we rented a, a minivan and we drove like through the South, like it was in, in the winter and went into California and went up, up to Thrasher and everything and, yep. and then drove back across country. So yep. it was like a two or three week trip in the middle of the winter. And 
yeah that was i think that was my first like kind of big trip that's really cool um yeah so how long did you stay at big brother for like were you there for a while or i think it was probably two years yeah i don't know my, my memories i mean you know we're talking about like 17 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, kind of you know, everything starts to get fuzzy after a while. That's all right. I can't, I can't remember what I did yesterday, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it was. I think it was two years. Yeah, Big Brother. This seemed like such a wild magazine. I mean, like, like for I guess people listening, is how would you that don't know about skate magazines? Like, how would you describe Big Brother like as a magazine? Like, because it just seems like so unique to compared to like anything. It like, was. I mean, they were just trying to push the limits, yeah. you know, they were, yeah. they were definitely pushing the limits. And that was at that time when they were like starting to do the jackass stuff. Yeah. Um, like it was towards the end of my time there, they yeah. were starting to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, they were just pushing it, yeah. but at the same time they were like, they were in the, the, the Flint office building on Wilshire Boulevard, yep. you know, in Beverly Hills. Okay. And it's like, you know, they had like half a floor of yep. like the second floor or something. Yeah. And you know, they, they had like, they were like, you know, secretaries and they had offices. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, you, yeah. know, you walk in and there's like, you're like, Whoa, it's kind of corporate. Yeah. You know? yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing. It's a, this, uh, such a, it's a wild magazine, but it's a lot of cool stuff. Kind of. So yeah, it was weird versus like, you go to trans world, like at that back then mm-hmm. it was like, super like surfy and there's like surfboards and there's like skateboards everywhere. And, yeah. Like, you know, everything looked like kind of like beach huts, you know, yeah. like, people had offices that looked like huts on a beach and stuff. So it was like their, their kind of aesthetic was totally different than like the corporate big brother thing, you yeah. know? <laughs> which is, which is funny. I think a lot of people wouldn't realize that. Yeah. Know? They probably think the opposite. Um, yeah, totally. What, so like after Big Brother what was kind of the next thing you kind of did after that, um, where you just kind of I got hired uh, by Tom Yetto. At that point, I was um, I was um, super good friends with Chris Markovich and uh, and his girlfriend at the time, and so I would go out to um, Hollywood all the time and, and stay with them. Nice. And uh, they in Chris would come and stay with me in Connecticut and then in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we just happened to. We were we went to the Tom Yetto Christmas party mm-hmm. at one year. I think it was in two thousand. I think it was two thousand. And Markovich was just like you know, Swank was standing at the door, and you know, Swank and I were talking because we'd been friends at that point for like twenty years, like oh, wow. through the mail, right? Yeah. And only met each other a few times. But yeah, like, you know, we're, we're friends. Yeah, you know, and Markovich at that point was like the big pro at Foundation. He was like, "You need to hire Sean." John should be the, the, the photographer. And so there I was just like, all right. And he was like, yeah, you're hired. And I was like, cool. And <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't even really know what I was. I was like, huh, all right. Well, I got it. And then like, I think it was like a month later. Yeah. I like, packed up my car. I remember calling Swank like a couple days before I was packing. And I was like, dude, like, do I, I have a job, right? And he was like, yeah. Just double checking. Like, yeah, just, just get out of here. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's wild. Packed man. up my stuff and drove out to San Diego, and then yeah. I worked for Tamietta. So at yeah. that point, what was Tamietta was Foundation Skateboards. Um, <clears throat> what else was that? Tamietta? At that point, it was Foundation. It was Zero. Yep. It was Toy Machine. It was Pig. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, they they had just started, or were just about to start Ruckus yeah. trucks. Yeah. They were bringing back at, 
I think it was like a year later they brought back Deathbox, yep. and then and then they started decline like okay. a year after that. So how so. Do, how does that work? Like, what's the big difference between like being like working for a magazine versus working for like a company like Tum Yellow? Is there like a difference like what you're shooting, or is it all this kind of similar? Or what's like the, is there like different responsibilities kind of working for a company directly? Yeah. So when you're working for a magazine, you're just kind of shooting everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody who's like, you know, who, who has a, basically a chance to get in the mag, you're, you're shooting. And then even people that, you know, you're just friends or whatever you think are good, you, yeah. you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Right. But like with Tomietto, like you're shooting, you have, there are teams of dudes, right? Yeah. There are dudes on foundation, there are dudes on pig and like mm-hmm. every dude needs to get an ad. There's an ad schedule. You know, yep. each company has an ad schedule, you know, and you kind of got to start following that ad schedule and you've got to shoot, you know, I was shooting like seven ads a month Yeah, that's, at that point. Yeah. Cause that's a lot you of, te- how do you balance? Like, cause there's like five different teams. Like how do you <clears> even like balance that? Cause it's like so many guys, it's gotta be like between the, so at that point I kind of became more of like a director of photography okay. like, at that point where I was like, I was shooting a ton, but like I was also like, I couldn't obviously shoot everything all the time. So there were like other photographers that were getting hired or that we were buying photos from for certain ads or for this or that. And so I was kind of coordinating that okay. and like editing the photos being like, this photo is good. That photo is not good, you know, cool. and then getting them scanned and all that stuff. Nice. So it was a lot more work. It was kind of more responsibility. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, you know, trying to keep cool. track of everything and like keep track, keep, keep to the schedules. And then, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I was going on tours all the time. Yeah. And And that was at the point where it was like, we would go on tour and we'd go for 30 days. Damn. <laughs> we'd gone. You know, we'd go to, we'd go, I mean, that my first year, I think we went, um, we did a cross country U S tour mm-hmm. in like for 30, I think it was like 32 days. Yep. And we, we were home. We were back in San Diego for, I think a day. Yep. And then the following day we went to Europe Wow. For like 30, for 33 days. Damn. So you, and this is like, back in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is like back in the film days too, right? Where oh you, yeah. So I was like dragging film around. Yeah. You must like, have. Literally, to, like, yeah. that was the worst. Yeah. You must have had to bring like, like a bricks, bricks of film. <laughs> like it must have been a lot. I right? would bring like, I would bring, I had a duffel bag. Jeez. So like <laughs> when I would go to Europe, I would bring a, literally a duffel bag of film. <laughs> Which was the worst, you know, because you're bringing, I'm bringing like five, 600 rolls of film with me yeah. for like a, for, for a month because, you know, people would be like, why are you bringing so much film? And it's like, well, have you ever tried to like find, you know, 120 or 220 film yep. in Germany yep. on a Sunday in <laughs> some village, yeah. you know, like that doesn't even have a camera store or like, you know, the drugstore like isn't even, nothing is even open at that point. Like, yeah. you know, Europe, like back then, like Europe on Sundays, everything would close. There'd be yeah. nothing open. Yeah. Like there wouldn't even be like a McDonald's open half the time. Yeah. You know? So yeah. you're just like, well, <laughs> if I run out of film, then I can't do my job, you know? So I just bring so much film. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like looking back on it now, like the fact that even sequences got published is this mind blowing to me because like the amount of film yeah. that people had to like, it just, I don't know. It just seems crazy to me that like they would burn through like 20, 30 rolls of film sometimes just to get one sequence of a trick. Whereas, like, oh, yeah, it just seems wild. I go through bricks, 
bricks of film. Yeah, like a brick. A brick is a brick is twenty. Yep. <laughs> twenty rolls of film, and I'd go through. I mean, there were sequences where I'd go through multiple bricks. Jesus. <laughs> and you can get, and so you you know you can get three three attempts yep. on a roll of film. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and then yeah, like you'd go to skate spots like back then, like out in California, and there'd just be hundreds. Mm-hmm. of 35 millimeter film canisters just mm-hmm. all crushed because what you do is like you you know at the end of the roll of film you'd rewind it pull the film out throw it on the ground yeah stomp on it yeah so that nobody could see what expo- they're you know get yeah <laughs> and then you put your new roll of film in yeah and so you'd go to spots and you'd be like stepping over like hundreds of rolls of film That's like so half crazy. the time i was like cleaning up you know you'd have to clean up the rolls of film <laughs> you know before you started shooting because it looked crazy like there's just film everywhere like <laughs> that's wild that's just so wild man <laughs> yeah we would go through so much film it was just it was yeah. absurd how much film we would go through our bnh bill like for Tomietto, <laughs> like every month was staggering yeah that's... it was so much money uh, you know? what what's and so when we when we switched to digital it was like oh, it was like hallelujah <laughs> just hold down the, just so hold down excited. the shutter <laughs> uh. yeah well i mean you know you couldn't really you <laughs> yeah. know, because the memory cards were oh so yeah true, small. true. Yeah, yeah but you could you could get a lot on there you yeah. know and and all of a sudden it was like my bag is lighter <laughs> like, i was like oh, i don't have to lug all this stuff like it was so much nicer yeah it was that was like a game changer um, you know what, but then people are like oh it's digital i can just try this sequence all day you know so for the first like i we i remember we got like a canon 1d yep. and we got for tamietta we got a canon 1ds mm-hmm. so we can shoot sequences and i can shoot stills mm-hmm. and i didn't tell anybody that it was a digital camera <laughs> that's so smart like i i, I put gaffer <laughs> tape over the um <laughs> over the screen <laughs> so nobody knew everybody thought i was like changing out film so for the first six months yeah i was like shooting digi sequences <laughs> but like being like dude i only got three more rolls of film and, you know and so like when you tell that to to some of the dudes yeah, some of the dudes like put it down yeah you know what i mean like yeah. they're yeah. like all right i'm done i'm done screwing around i'm gonna get it mm-hmm. and they do it you know some dudes it backfires right but yeah. like for the majority of the guys so I was doing that for like six months, but then finally somebody saw me like peeking. <laughs> They're like, "Dude, it's digital!" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's pretty that's funny, man." Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how long did you stay with Tom Yeto for? Uh, it, was a little, it was like three and a half years, I think. That's something cool. like that. That's cool. And then yeah, uh, you came back to New York after that. Yeah. So um, my uh, my girlfriend, who became my wife at the time, she was with me in San Diego and she wanted to move back East to be closer to, to our families. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, okay, let's, we'll think about it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I've got my dream job, but at the same time I was like, well, she moved out here for me. So yeah. I should, you know, probably do that for her. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. and it just so happened that I walked into trans world on the morning that all that everybody quit. Oh, wow. Like literally, like a half hour prior, like Grant and Swift and everybody had been like walked out the door or whatever, That's nice. because they found out that they were going to start the skateboard mag. Yep. And I walked into Grant's office thinking that I was going to go have lunch with him. Yep. And Skin, Skin was standing there, and he was like, <laughs> he was just like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. And he was like, 
he was like, everybody just quit. And he told me and we went and had lunch. And I was like, well, I want to move back to New York. And he was like, done. He was like, you're hired. I was like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so, you know, I had to go, had to go tell Swank. I was bummed. I was super bummed that I had to, had to quit Tomiato. But it was rad to, you know, move back to New York and mm-hmm. see the trans world. That's really cool, man. Um, yeah. Um, and then, like, as soon as I got back to New York, I started shooting for Zoo, like, because they didn't have anybody. And oh, they had just gone through that whole change yeah. over. So you were kind of shooting for Zoo and, and Transworld at the same time, or is it kind of too I was uh, shooting for Transworld, and, like, you know, the first couple of weeks that I was there, obviously, I, like, reach out to everybody. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm back. Yeah. Like, let's go shoot. Yeah. And then Nardelli was working at Zoo at the time, and he was like, dude, we need to, you know, we need to shoot this ad. And so I went and shot this ad of the Brooklyn Banks. Yeah. And, then, and then from there, they literally hired me every month for almost a year Wow. to shoot like all their ads and shoot like catalogs and stuff. That's really and then cool. finally they were just like, probably like six months in of just hiring me every month. They're like, you should just work for us. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. You know? <laughs> and, and then they, I was like, just get me a contract. And then they, they eventually got me a contract and it was on the, it was the day that skin called me. Mm-hmm. He called to be like, you know, hey mate, like I can't, we can't keep, we can't pay you uh, anymore. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then, like, it was like two hours later, Mirko Magnum from Zoo called, and he was wow. like, "Hey, dude, you want to come in and sign the contract?" And I was like, uh, "Yeah." <laughs> you make it seem so easy, Sean. It's like <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of what just like, oh wow, okay. Nah, cool. you're and then yeah, and then I was with them for 13 years. That's wild. And then, uh, yeah, you're still with Zoo York now, right? Um, no, I don't work for them anymore. Oh, wow. I'm, thought, uh, okay. You're there for I'm oh, out. Oh, okay. So now you're 13 so, years. Oh, wow. I shot for them. Yeah. Cause they, yeah. Had, when you started, they had like a pretty big team, right? Yes. Yeah, so I came in right when they like brought over, um, the whole aesthetics crew. Okay. Like Welsh and, and then they had Donnie and, and Joey and everybody. And you guys were traveling a lot back then. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we were just like we were going everywhere. I mean, yeah. it was it was yeah. The amount of travel that we did was, I think, pretty insane. Yeah, we, we were on the road. I think almost every month we that, were somewhere. That's crazy. Has there ever been like yeah. one thing I was gonna ask you is like, has there ever been like skate trips you've gone on where you just like didn't really come back with that many skate photos for whatever reason? Like, is there ever any like? Oh yeah. Like, what do you do in those situations? Because if you're working for like a company or magazine, panic. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, what have you guys been doing for the last three weeks? Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, for the most part, everybody knows that yeah. it's skateboarding and it's like hit or miss. It's yeah. not like you can you can you know determine like okay, we're gonna come back with ten photos. You yeah. Know? Like sometimes you come back with one photo yeah you know yeah um, interesting yeah for most part, for the most part i mean the people that work at the magazine skate mm-hmm. for the most part the people that work at the company's skate yeah. you know so everybody is understanding yeah you know, it happens you know people get hurt like yep. you get kicked out of everywhere it rains i mean mm-hmm. i've been on trips where it's just it's rained yeah literally the entire time that we're there yeah you know it's like well can't yeah what are you gonna do you know yeah definitely <laughs> Do you feel like do you yeah. feel like part of your job like if you're like a, I guess a photographer like on these trips do you feel like it's your job to kind of like help like motivate these guys and try to like I guess like think oh, of, yeah. think of ideas to like shoot stuff just to like put stuff in their head is that like a big part of what you kind of do Yeah for sure for some people I yeah. mean 
it depends on the it depends on the skater. There are a lot of skaters that are super motivated and super just like, okay, I want this, I want to do this, I want to shot this way, you mm-hmm. know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Like they have everything. They have like basically the final picture in their head already, right? Yeah. And then a lot of and then there's other dudes that are just like, I don't know, like whatever, you know. And that's why yeah. you're like, hey, you know, it'd be right if you did this or yeah, did yeah. that. And they're like, oh yeah, that would be. I think I could <laughs> probably do that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like part psychologist, part like cheerleader yeah because it's like you're like i gotta get you know, some, i gotta get some photos to bring back so i gotta like m- figure out a way to make this happen <laughs> um, pretty much i mean i wouldn't really stress out that much yeah towards the end i was just like well i mean there's nothing i can do you know it's yeah. like it's not working it's not working like yep. you know definitely sometimes you'd be like you'd be stressed but yeah definitely. You know, for the most part you try not to be stressed because then everybody feels that you're stressed mm-hmm you know, and that just makes, makes it worse for everybody. Definitely. So, because at the end of the day, it's like, we're on a skateboard trip. Yeah. We're not working like digging ditches or something. We're like out, like riding our skateboards, puffing that, around, you know, that, like waking up at 11, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I'm, all right, meet down at the van at noon, you know, <laughs> just like, and dudes are having a hard time getting down. And like, oh. Definitely, man. That's a good attitude to have. <laughs> Um, yeah like is has there been like any like skaters that you've kind of enjoyed shooting with like in particular like over the years of stuff that you've kind of like looked back on and be like oh that was a, kind of like a good era of like stuff you i mean shot. pretty much every person i've shot i've been psyched to shoot yeah i mean definitely. you know i've been super lucky that i've shot rad rad people yeah you know? definitely um, i don't think i have like a particular yeah era i think it's all been great you know? yeah definitely honestly i know it's kind of a cheesy answer but, no no it makes sense you know, man because i've been really lucky i've been really fortunate that i've been able to pull this off for so long so. yeah that was that was <laughs> i was gonna say is like what do you think is like the key to like your longevity because like i mean skateboard photography like i mean look at it now there i think what is there there's like only two there's transworld and thrasher now right i don't even the skateboard mag's not around anymore so there's only two well mag. it's like the barracks mag or yeah something right now yeah right? i don't much. even yeah Yes. I mean, yeah, it's really hard. I mean, I I, I kind of don't really shoot that much anymore yeah. for skating, just because it's it's just yeah. it's too hard, you yeah. know. Like, and uh, yeah, there's like nowhere to. I mean, there's such a small amount of page space mm-hmm. in magazines. Yeah, you know, like and and you know, if you if you're not fully on staff for them or fully on staff for a company, it's like yeah. it's next to impossible, you know, especially yeah. when you're you're older and you've got a mortgage and mm-hmm. car payment, yep. you know, a kid and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, you can't, you just can't do it after, yeah, after def- a while. Yeah. So. It's tough, man. Um, yeah. yeah. Just from looking at your website now, I see you've been shooting a lot more like kind of like lifestyle stuff and portraits. Is that, um, so- something you can, yeah. you enjoy shooting that stuff as well? Yeah. I like shooting it. I mean, I never, I didn't really used to like shooting it, but then once I started with zoo, yep. it started to become kind of fun. Like, you know mm-hmm. and, and now i i enjoy it a lot yeah yeah that's cool man um yeah i guess like a couple more questions we can wrap up um okay i guess like uh like in your mind like what makes a good skate photo is it like the tr- is it like the trick or the spot or like for like in your mind when you think of like a good skate photo what do you need to like kind of make that happen i think it's like i think it's all of it mm-hmm. i think it's the angle it's like how it's shot like yeah. um you know, like fisheye photos, 
yeah. could be boring for the most part. But I mean, but if you get the right angle and tilt the camera right, and yeah. like, you could really make it kind of a compelling photo. And same for long lens. I mean, I like I like both equally. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's a combination of the spot, the skater, yeah, like um, the angle that you shoot. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Definitely. I don't like I don't like seeing like boring straight on photos. Yeah. Just that's boring. Yeah. But like shot from like, you know, shot from a rooftop or that mm-hmm. stuff's cool, you know, like or mm-hmm. you know, in a hole. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Super low. As yeah. I was saying, like how do you kind of keep things like fresh like shooting cuz you're shooting skateboarding a lot like is it like you're always just trying to like like try different cameras or like different like techniques or you're just trying to like try new stuff just kind of keep it interesting usually or is this kind of or do you kind of have- i kind of like just keep the same kit i've had the same kit for mm-hmm. for years now just yep. because i mean if it works it works yeah like, definitely i'm trying i don't know it's like at one point i was you know, carrying around these huge pro photo lights yeah. in like a rolling bag, and I had my backpack. Damn, skating through, skating through like the streets of New York, and yeah. I was just like, what, "What am I doing? Like, this is insane!" And I just like pared down my kit, so it's just like yeah. Canon flashes now. Yeah, and you know, yeah, like, just a couple lenses, and yeah, yeah, it's smart. I mean, I think early two thousands, people were going crazy. Like, I remember like. Yeah, Blayback had like a like a huge Ellen Chrome pack he was shooting with, and like everyone had like yeah, I had a I had the big pro I had the Pro Photo Pro Seven Bs out there. Jesus, Christ. and I had like I had like C stands that uh, you know were like yeah. at spots with like C stands and these huge battery packs. Yeah, like, yeah, like I had my my car was like packed with camera stuff that's skateboards and just it was crazy yeah it is interesting and were you shooting like the the Hasselblad at that time like everyone was shooting that yeah shooting with the Hasselblad yeah Yeah. and the big the big old fisheye yeah that thing was crazy Um, yeah I still have all that oh really I mean I haven't I haven't I haven't used it in forever but yeah every once in a while I'll pull it out and I'll like look through it and I'm like oh man that thing is so cool (laughs) I know it is amazing like it this looks so much different like all the film and everything it just has a unique look to it Um, yeah it really does I mean if I could like if I could swing it I would but it's just it's just so expensive I mean there's not even anywhere around here that that could process the film I'd have to like send it out you yeah. know, if I was shooting like E6 or whatever, it's like you can't, you know, yeah. I don't know. it's not a, worth it to me. Yeah, but. it's just a, yeah, it's just such a, such a process now. Like, it's like looking back on it now, I'm like, I can't believe I actually used to like shoot all that stuff, <laughs> like, like doing like. Yeah, but it was so much easier. I mean, even in, even where I lived, we had like a, a professional photo lab. Yeah. Like five minutes from my house. And I would just, you know, you could drop it off in the middle of the night. Like this is in New Haven, Connecticut. And, yep. you know, you walk in at nine o'clock in the morning and you know everything was processed and you're all set mm-hmm. you know whereas now like i mean yeah yeah there's no way it would take a couple weeks to get that stuff back yeah for me at least you know um so i guess like what do you think it is for like is there like a common thread among amongst like successful skate photographers is it this like something that people have in common is it just a love of skateboarding pretty much do you think just to to be a successful skate photographer or what do you think it is pretty much yeah i mean you definitely have to have a love for it i yeah. mean you can't you can't be a skate photographer if you don't love it first yeah. of all definitely. um pers- perseverance mm-hmm. you know is is a big thing like being really patient being able to wait around yeah like so many of my days were spent just waiting 
waiting for somebody to call me back, waiting for somebody to be like, yeah, I think I'm going to go skate today. You know? yeah. like, <laughs> waiting at the spot, like for somebody to like be like, yeah, I think I'm going to try this trick. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of patience, yeah. you know, it's yeah. a lot of, a lot of responsibility. You kind of like have to be the responsible person mm-hmm. of the group yeah. a lot of times, you know, because skaters inherently are just for the most part, not even though there are a bunch that are like yeah. super responsible, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah. but you know, for the most part, they're all just like, ah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely. <man. laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. I mean, I guess, yeah. like, could you, I guess, like, what kind of stuff are you shooting now? Like, could you see yourself shooting stuff besides skating kind of going forward? Or, like, what are... You... Yeah, so, yeah, so I got a new job. I work for uh, Stanley Black & Decker. Oh, wow. The, the big tool company. I'm the senior photographer there. That's cool, man. So what? I just I just started there a month ago. What and, uh, uh, What kind of stuff are you so shooting? Yeah, I shoot, so, yeah, I shoot tools. I shoot, wow. like, lots of tools. That's cool, man. You know. Which is rad. It's like, it's actually like, it's a lot like skating. Like I have to go to construction sites and like, you know, get like these cool angles. Like they hired me to basically like switch up all the photos and make, make everything start to look cool. So that's, that's cool. It's like, you're like writing them how you kind of light a skate photo kind of, or is it kind of different? Yeah. I'm, I'm shooting exactly like I would shoot skating, except I'm shooting somebody holding a hammer. That's pretty, you know, rad. and trying to make trying to make it look rad. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, man. That's like, I mean, that's the cool thing yeah. about photography. Like, you never know what's gonna fall in your lap, and it's like a different challenge each time. So it's kind of like, yeah, that, and I'm super psyched. Yeah, man, it's something new, something fresh. Um, totally cool. new because I've been shooting skating for like 25 years. I know. You know? It might, yeah, it must be kind of exciting <clears throat> to kind of do something different. Um, that's really yeah, cool. and and the and the cool thing is is that like I'm here in Connecticut, but like I'm still. I'm still hanging out with like my skate friends because yep. a lot of my old, my, a lot of my older skate friends are now like contractors. Yep. And I need to go to job sites, and so I'm like, hey, can I now all of a sudden I'm I'm reconnecting with like a lot of my older friends that yeah. like that I used to shoot like and have them get them in Transworld or Thrasher or Big Brother. Yeah. And now I'm like having them like hold a hammer and they're going to be like <laughs> yes. hanging in home depot, you know, <laughs> that's probably, they're so probably... Rad, like come full circle, you know, and it's like, it's super rad. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. Like... They're, they're probably just as psyched, you know, <laughs> like, you yeah, know? they are. Yeah. It's awesome. And so, yeah, that's cool. So it's basically like, I'm, I'm still shooting skating, except I'm not, that's, but that's, yeah, that's, but I, but I'm treating it like I am. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, do you, think, yeah. do you think you'll keep like shooting skating at all, like on the side or anything or? or oh yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm never going to stop. I'm on everywhere I go. Like all I see is skate spots. Like yeah. I still, I'm driving by a school that I've never driven yeah. by. I'm I always pull in. Even my son is just like, oh. <laughs> we have to go look at spots i'm like yep we're yeah. gonna go check out this rail like, yeah that's, that's, that's all i do is look at spots one, you know, one yeah the, the one thing i was gonna ask you is like like being based out of like new york connecticut area like what were you shooting all those years during the winter because like you there's not like were you kind of just like traveling during that time like what were you shooting like during those like new york winters um you put clothes on put <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. Put put a lot of thermal underwear on and yeah. go out and skate. Yeah, yeah, you know, true. like you wouldn't you wouldn't be out all day. You would mm-hmm. just kind of go out, go to a spot, and try to get a photo. For sure, you know. So um, you'd have like your huge North Face jacket on, and mm-hmm. the skater would have their jackets on, and then they'd take them <laughs> off and try yeah. to skate, and then that was it. That's awesome. And then, besides that, I would yeah, I'd, I'd go on a trip. Yeah, 
luckily I, I went on enough trips like during the winters that it was, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. And and most of the dudes that I was shooting with here were going on the same trips. So it was like, yeah, it was pretty perfect. That's good. Um, I guess yeah. my last question, um, I guess you've been doing photography for a long time now. Um, do you have like any goals for your photography moving forward or like kind of stuff you'd like to pursue or anything you kind of want to do in the future? Uh, I just want to keep making awesome photos. <laughs> I just want to make like, I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to like recreate that Neil Blunder photo. There you go, but, man. Like I'm, I'm still, even right now, like I'm, you know, shooting reciprocating saws and I'm like, <laughs> how am I going to make this look like that Neil Blunder photo? That's awesome, that's, man. That's always in my head. So. That's good. Just keep it simple. That's good. Yeah. Try it. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I appreciate you for coming on here, Sean. It was definitely really exciting. Um, you know, I've been following your work since, yeah, since I was a kid, and it's really cool to actually get a chance to talk with you. So I really appreciate it. Um, awesome, thank you. But I guess, like, for, yeah, definitely for people that are going to listen to the podcast, like, where's the best place to check out your photography, like a website or anything? Or yes, yeah, uh, Sean Cronin Photography dot com. Cool man. And then uh, my Insta is uh, Cronin Photo. So. Perfect man. Well, thanks. Check so much. it out. Thanks so much, Sean. I really appreciate it, man. And, yeah, thank you, Alex. I- it was fun definitely man keep in contact and uh, I'll probably talk to you yeah. again soon man alright man have All a right. good one later Sean bye so there you have it that was the Sean Cronin interview I want to thank Sean so much for coming on the podcast It was a real pleasure getting to speak with him about all his experience working as a professional skateboard photographer as well as his commercial work. Um, It was a really interesting interview that I hope you guys enjoyed and uh, just wanted to let you know going forward I'll be updating a new podcast every Monday. Um, You can check those out um, on SoundCloud, iTunes as well as I'll be linking them on my website at alexganyephoto.com and I'll be updating my Instagram as well at Alex Gagne Photo. Thanks so much for listening and uh, happy holidays.